Good morning, this is Trained by Grace 2 with Catherine Elizabeth, and we're in the book of Job. We're getting close to the end of the book of Job, but God is answering Job. Now, he doesn't answer him with, this is why this happened, although the beginning of the book does, and I'm assuming because somebody wrote it down, they figured it out. God revealed that to them at some point, but... um. God answers Job by letting him know the care he takes and the limits he draws in the world and in creation total. And so here's the second answer of Job, or of the Lord to Job. And it starts in Job 40, verse 6. Then the Lord answered Job out of the whirlwind. And the Lord's been talking to the whirlwind, uh, talking out of the whirlwind to Job the entire time he's answering him. Job has answered once. So we're going we're, we're gonna to go from here. And it, Job either had a fantastic imagination and could follow this as well, or God revealed this to him and let him see it. May very well have been a panoramic viewpoint from here. But anyway, dress for action like a man. I will question you and you make it known to me. Will you even put me in the wrong? Will you condemn me that you may be right? Have you an arm like God, and can you thunder with a voice like his? Adorn yourself with majesty and dignity. Clothe yourself with glory and splendor. Pour out the overflowings of your anger, and look on everyone who is proud and abase him. Look on everyone who is proud and bring him low, and tread down the wicked where they stand. Hide them all in the dust together, bind their faces in the world below. Then will I also acknowledge to you that your own right hand can save you. Behold, behemoth, which I made as I made you. Now, we're not sure exactly what behemoth is. Um, there are some guesses. Some say a hippo. Um, others wonder if this isn't some kind of dinosaur or something, or some kind of animal that's no longer with us. But anyway, behold, behemoth, which I made as I made you. He eats grass like an ox. Behold, his strength is in his loins and his power in the muscles of his belly. He makes his tail stiff like a cedar. The sinews of his thighs are knit together. His bones are tubes of bronze, his limbs like bars of iron. He is the first of the works of God. Let him who made him bring near his sword. For the mountains yield food for him, while all the wild beasts play. Under the lotus plants he lies in the shelter of the reeds and in the marsh. For his shade the lotus trees cover him, the willows of the brook surround him. Behold, if the river is turbulent, he is not frightened. He is confident, though Jordan rushes against his mouth. Can one take him by his eyes, or pierce his nose with a snare? Then we hit another creature that we're not exactly sure what it is. Some people have suggested crocodile, and there's places for that. Um, but then again, some of this doesn't seem to match that description. Can you draw out Leviathan with a fish hook or press down his tongue with a cord? Can you put a rope in his nose or pierce his jaw with a hook? 
Will he make many pleas to you? Will he speak to you soft words? Will he make a covenant with you to take him for your servant forever? Will you play with him as with a bird, or will you put him on a leash for your girls? Will traders bargain over him? Will they divide him up among the merchants? Can you fill his skin with harpoons, or his head with fishing spears? Lay your hands on him. Remember the battle. You will not do it again. Behold, the hope of a man is false. He is laid low even at the sight of him. No one is so fierce that he dares to stir him up. Who then is he who can stand before me? Who has first given to me that I should repay him? Whatever is under the whole heaven is mine. I will not keep silence concerning his limbs or his mighty strength or his goodly frame. Who can strip off his outer garment? Who can come near with a bridle? Who can open the doors of his face? Around his teeth is terror. His back is made of rows of shields, shut up closely as with a seal. One is so near to another that no air can come between them. They are joined one to another. They clasp each other and cannot be separated. His sneezings flash forth light, and his eyes are like the eyelids of the dawn. Out of his mouth go flaming torches. Sparks of fire leap forth. Out of his nostrils comes forth smoke as from a boiling pot and burning rushes. His breath kindles coals, and a flame comes forth from his mouth. In his neck, again, not like a crocodile. Sounds like a dragon to me, but eh, who knows. Um, Not sure who this animal is. In his neck abides strength, and terror dances before him. The folds of his flesh stick together. Firmly cast on him and immovable, his heart is hard as a stone, hard as the lower millstone. When he raises himself up, the mighty are afraid at the crashing there beside themselves. Though the sword reaches him, it does not avail, nor the spear, the dart, or the javelin. He counts iron as straw and bronze as rotten wood. The arrow cannot make him flee. For him, sling stones are turned to stubble. Clubs are counted as stubble. He laughs at the rattle of javelins. His underparts are like sharp potsherds. He spreads himself like a threshing sledge on the mire. He makes the deep boil like a pot. He makes the sea like a pot of ointment. Behind him he leaves a shining wake. One would think the deep to be white-haired. On earth there is not his like, a creature without fear. He sees everything that is high. He is king over all the sons of pride. But Job knew who God was talking about here. And in Job 42, Then Job answered the Lord and said, I know that you can do all things, and that no purpose of yours can be thwarted. Who is this that hides counsel without knowledge? Therefore I have uttered what I did not understand, things too wonderful for me, which I did not know. Hear, and I will speak. I will question you, and you make it known to me. I had heard of you by the hearing of the ear, but now my eye sees you. Therefore I despise myself and repent in dust and ashes. Job here realizes that even though he he never cursed God, he questioned God, but he never cursed God. (coughs) And even though there's multiple places where he praises God, he had never had a personal encounter with God. And once he had a personal encounter with God... He realized 
wait a minute. This is, God is so much more. God is so much more than I had ever been told. And thinks so much more about me and everything in creation than I would have ever thought. Even though that's kind of what I thought, I didn't, I hadn't experienced that. And then he experienced that in this tour with God. And the glimpse here is, I had heard of you by the hearing of the ear, but now my eye sees you. He realizes that no matter what he knew, God is above what we can understand, and yet so personal and so detailed that we need to understand he's, he knows every single part of what is going on. And just as Job had stated at the beginning, you know, God gives and he takes away, blessed be the name of the Lord. So God repeats to him, everything I have, Everything there is, everything you see, I created. Nobody, I don't owe anybody anything. And so, Job re-acknowledges that in this section and understands it more than ever. The new, the, the new phrase, my mind is blown, is totally Job right here. His mind is blown by what he sees of God's creation and God's design in this personal tour. And I think he yearns for the day. I mean, Adam got to see this. The very first man of creation got to see this as God had him name all of the animals. So behemoth and Leviathan were things that Adam named. Um, And we're still in the early generations of the earth here. There's a little bit of a hint Later on, maybe, maybe, as to how this story ended up in the Bible. Um, But the implication is that um, this is very early. It does mention bronze and iron. Um, and the historians are beginning to just now discover that there wasn't like a separate, completely separate Bronze Age, that bronze and iron were there. They were just in different forms and used for different things because of what people knew how to do with iron and didn't. Iron took a little longer because of its higher melting point. But anyway, so Job, Job here is just understanding and seeing for the first time and taking that tour with God through nature and going, oh, God does care a lot for all of his creation. And regardless of the part I play in it, God's going to bring this to his end at some point. Let's pray. Father God, we, like Job, stand before your creation in awe. We couldn't do any of those things. We can't adorn ourselves in majesty. We can't can't make ourselves any taller. We can't, you know, do a lot of things with ourselves, much less creation, which is outside of us. And yet you can do all of those things. 
And so, Lord, help us see. Help us see that. Help us not just hear you by the hearing of our ears, but help us to to look and to see what is all around us. Because it is all around us, so many times we take it for granted. We hear it kind of like the sound of the refrigerator. It's there all the time, and we don't hear it anymore because it's part of our regular day. But it's there. And there's a lot about creation that we take for granted because... It's there, and we don't have to think about it. You provide it for us, and it's there. So thank you for taking us through this tour of Job. Thank you for being patient and letting us see that Job didn't necessarily have to sin or do anything wrong against you to not have a high enough view of you. And that all of us could work toward a greater understanding of you. And a fear of you in that we understand you're the creator. We understand you're the king. We understand you can do whatever you want. Forgive us, Lord, when we, when we presume that we can tell you. But Lord, there's so many things you tell us that we don't do. And so we, we invite things that don't need to be invited into our lives. Forgive us. Thank you, Lord, for your goodness and your grace and your mercy. Thank you, Lord, for answering us even sometimes when we don't deserve to be answered. When, when we have no right to ask for an answer, but just to trust you as creator. In Jesus' holy name, to you be all the honor and the power and the glory and the kingdom forever and ever. Amen and amen. This is Trained by Grace 2 with Catherine Elizabeth, and if you would like to get a hold of me or ask for prayer or be part of this podcast and proclaiming God's excellencies, please um, shoot me a line at trainedbygrace2 at gmail.com or answer the question at the end of this podcast, and as soon as I see it, I will try to get back with you. Thank you. God bless you. And remember, you are one of His excellencies.